You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Cody and the Young Bucks officially set records this week, as well as having a nice all-in press conference and announcing two major additions to all-in on September 1st, 2018. Raw and SmackDown happened. Yeah, that's that's really all we got with that. We'll obviously go into that. Uh, some more big news that has happened uh, throughout the week, and we will get into all, all of that and more this week as we... Kiss the ring. I'm the best in the world. What? and gentlemen you are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling podcast in history you are listening to breaking down the ring we are your ring crew somebody your champ orlando and me the almighty one uh joe and z had some uh, extenuating circumstances could not make it today nothing major it's not like they took a nut shot or anything i uh, think they did wasn't it a well, nakamura aj styles double nut shot scenario? kind of but like like what, it was it land? basically they gave each other a 69 and it was such a hard orgasm from each of them because right. of their mouths that it was kind of like a nut shot nothing major right. they just they just you can't to, come in after that yeah they, t- they, they had to take 26 hours off right yeah i don't know why 26 like most people take 24 and they're like no two hours right so so on and so forth uh look this week is literally basically all about news no matter what uh what we're going into um first and foremost i want to get into the real news uh regarding us uh this weekend is the motor city comic-con in novi and so may 18th 19th and 20th uh the Motor City Comic Con podcast, Detroit, the network that we are on, will be at the Comic Con. We will be there two days, Saturday and Sunday, as originally promised. Uh, before, if you've been listening, if you've not been listening, we will be there Saturday and Sunday, two p.m. to three p.m. Just an hour show, maybe more. Uh, there's not really much that's uh, signed on from the shows here at Podcast Detroit. There, so two to three, we'll do a regular show. Uh, noon on Sunday, we'll do another show, maybe an hour for both. I mean, hour for sure on Saturday because there's another show going on at three. But if we can able pull some of our re- the wrestling people that are there, pull some uh, random guests and everything, you will also see that pop up on Podcast Detroit or on our iTunes podcast. So 
you know, if you're not being able to, if you're not able to tune in live Saturday or Sunday, that's fine. But we will have extra things show up on our podcast. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast, iTunes, anywhere that you're, uh, you listen to your own personal podcast. This way you can listen to any interview that we may pull or anything like that. Also, this Sunday, May 20th, uh, Evolve 105, uh, 8 p.m. is the bell time. 7.30 are the doors in Livonia, Michigan. Our own Orlando Christopher and Nate Matson will be making their Evolve debut against... The end. It's the uh, beginning. Pero and Drennan. So... Uh, you guys can look them up if you'd like so we kind of know who we're facing. Or you can just keep looking me up. That's cool, too. Right. <laughs> uh, go to Ticketfly.com. That's T-I-C-K-E-T-F-L-Y.com. If you uh, just go into the search, search Evolve 105, it will pop up exactly what you're looking for. Click that. You use the uh, code Orlando. That's O-R-L-A-N-D-O. And you can purchase your own tickets. I know for a fact I have to. Uh, Z and his girlfriend have to. We'll be fourth row uh, looking at the show ourselves. Uh, so if you want to use that, again, if you use the code Orlando, all that month, the 10% savings that you get Evolve is just handing over to Mr. Orlando Yeah, it goes to me, so. The money you save goes to me. Yes. You this save money, I make paid. money. Yeah. Get this motherfucker paid. Right. But, and you know, it's it's not that big of a it's it's not that big of a sh- uh, show to where you're like, "Oh my god, I'm paying so much money." No, I literally dropped even with service fees, I want to say like 60 bucks for two fourth row tickets. That's, oh, that's really yeah, it's really good. The main event is uh Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle for the Evolve Championship. <laughs> so I mean, it's a stack show, so definitely come on out. Evolve is really pushing this. They've been pushing it on the WWE uh, Twitter machine and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, WWE had it on their website. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so definitely make sure you guys are coming out. Again, that's uh, Ticketfly.com, T-I-C-K-E-T-F-L-Y.com. Search the event Evolve 105105 and then get yourself a ticket with the coupon code Orlando, O-R-L-A-N-D-O. And then you will be able to see some of us breaking right. down the ring there and see Orlando Christopher and Nate right. Matson make their Evolve debut. We'll also have flyers at Comic-Con, uh, so we'll have a lot of things just to hand out and uh, whatever. For sure, 100%. Yeah, come uh, see us at Comic-Con, too. Yeah, definitely. If you come we'll see us there. at Comic-Con uh, this weekend, we will make sure that we will pretend you came just to see us sign something for you. You know, No charge for us, guys, ladies and gentlemen, on that day. <laughs> you can come see us. We're not even going to charge you for We're autographs. We're going to be like, hey, what? You know us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's exactly. That's my response still. And I've been pro wrestling for all these years. <laughs> oh, you know who I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it. Sure. All right. Um. Now to go into the major news that has happened over the week, uh, Cody Rose and the Young Bucks. Simple as that. They set a record this week. They, the tickets for All In went on sale. Shit, I can't even was remember Monday the day. I think it was Sunday. Sunday or Monday? I, I believe it was Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, it was Sunday. I thought it was Monday because the press conference was on Sunday. Nope. It was so. If the press conference was Sunday, then it was definitely Sunday because it was two hours after the press conference. Okay. Uh, during the press conference, they went on, and a couple major things were added. Look, let's be very honest. We're not going to try and bullshit anything. Uh, we all we had a conversation last week about this, and we all said, "Look, yeah, they could sell out. It's very possible." Um, we all said a big name needed to be involved. You know, there was a conversation that I had mentioned that uh, the Young Bucks had on Talk is Jericho 
where they were like, oh, Cody said we could do this ourselves, you know, but we're all like, no, we need kind of a name, you know, to get in there. And we were all talking about names like CM Punk. No, they got CM Punk for StarCast. And we, you know, we had talked about that, uh, which is their event the day before, because this turned in from a one Sunday event to a four day event, similar to like what WrestleMania does. Uh, all indie stuff, New Japan Pro Wrestling, ROH, all those people would be there, but none of them sponsored this event. This is literally Cody and Matt and Nick Jackson just spending all of their money on this exact show. So and they had they're an, probably about to get paid. They had a press conference. Uh, first big news in the press conference was um, Billy Corgan comes out saying that the National Wrestling Alliance uh, was going to be involved in this and the NWA world title uh, would be on the line at all in after Corgan left, which obviously that's a huge thing right there. Cody stood up, got to the mic and said, uh, Billy did not mention this, but I will be facing whoever the champion is for the NWA world title, which is a huge thing. Even we put it out on Twitter. We said, look, as far as the storyline, that's nuts. Cody holding the title that his father held is a huge deal, storyline, wrestling-wise, things like that. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Why not? Because I've been around the NWA title on the Indies for too long. Um, I know guys that have literally paid to win it. And I mean that just as literal as it sounds. Guys in Michigan who is kind of a a jabroni, uh, you can look it up on your own, see Michigan NWA champion if you want to know it is uh he paid the right to win the title so that way he could call himself the nwa champion so to me the belt doesn't mean half is what it used to z just called in everybody so z's on the line right now so hi, hi. <laughs> hi um okay i will fully agree that the nwa title in the past even like just post T- when it was involved with TNA and things like that, it kind of went to shit. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. There was a lot of problems. Uh, it just was, they could not really do anything. But since Corgan bought NWA, I feel the prestige to the NWA title has kind of been returned because it's not so much uh, a trinket. I, yeah. Kind, it's, not you know, it, it's not like, oh, look, I was an NWA champion. Cool. No. It, it, well, granted, all belts are props, right? Hold on, but it's not—it's not what it was yet. Like it's not when Flair and Dusty and all of them held it. But it is no, it never will be. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, I can't say it never will be. It won't be. But it, it might take a lot for that. You don't even know what's going to happen in ten years. Nah, I'll, I'll make the prediction. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with Chris on that one. It's never going to be back to the way it was before. You know, when Flair and Dusty and all them. We're bitter old men now. We don't. We, we're not looking that far to the future. Yeah. I, look, I I say it has a lot of work, but I do believe in the things that Billy Corgan and uh, the, those he has running NWA have done. I think they have taken it from. It's not this. Oh, it's another fucking title. It's not like an indie bullshit title anymore. You know, it still has a little. It has not still. It has brought back some of its prestige. I even think it lost some of its prestige when it was with Impact. You know, I mean, it just seemed like towards the end of that, before NWA got out of it, it was just kind of going around and around and around. It was going around mostly to Jarrett and past WWE guys. And that's what we talked about. We've had that conversation before. Self-booking. You know, Jeff Jarrett just seemed like he was just handing himself titles. Uh, so I, I, I do respect a lot of what Billy Corgan is doing. It seems like he's 
not seems he is a huge wrestling fan he is someone that has paid attention to the business and regardless of his superstardom with uh smashing pumpkins and stuff it seems like they're giving real care to the nwa title and that's why i feel like cody rhodes holding the title that his father held will help propel that title a little bit higher you know, again, we're not, I'm not talking Cody touching that it's going to make it what it was, but I think it's very, it's possible that it could get back there. He could elevate the title the way Sam Wayne Miz did the IC title. In time, in time. Definitely bring it back up. And then uh, the next huge announcement was during the main event of the press conference that Nick Jackson tweeted out who was going to be involved with All In, and it was none other than the master of the 619 himself. Ray Mysterio would be appearing at All In again September 1st Sears Center uh in Chicago, Illinois. You know, they had mentioned they had a little uh conversations after uh they were doing they were talking about Punk, but he has a match coming up on June 9th for the UFC where he's facing uh somebody just in his second UFC match. So they're not saying they wouldn't say that he's involved because they also couldn't you know, even Cody had said during the press conference, he's like, look at this data in the back. She's saying no, not to say anything. So we're not going to say anything. And then Matt got on the microphone and said, look, Cody's a friend of mine. We talk consistently. Uh, CM Punk's a friend of mine. We talk consistently. Um, I would love for him to make his appearance uh, once appearance once again on this. But, you know, it's not anything that's signed, sealed or delivered at all right now. I just think it's a big enough thing that you got CM Punk at StarCast the day before. That is a huge deal. CM Punk hasn't made a single professional wrestling appearance since he left WWE, and that's his first one. I don't even consider the Colt Cabana thing, you know, interview a wrestling appearance. He just went to his friend's podcast at the time, you know. So then All In Tickets went on sale shortly after that press conference. I want to say an hour and a half, an hour after the press conference was done. And then 29 minutes and 36 seconds later, all in was sold out completely 100%. You couldn't get a single ticket unless you went to StubHub and seen some $1,100 ringside tickets available. Like not a bunch of scalpers got these, but at the same time, that was nuts. 29 minutes, 36 seconds. You underestimate the power of the mark. Yeah. I was going to say, well, go ahead, Z. I was going to say they, they said it's the biggest, crowd for a wrestling event that's non-WWE in the United States in since WCW. Yes, exactly. You know, we were talking about that last week, how nobody has even sold more than a little over 7,000 outside of TNA when it was the time when Bully Ray was running aces and eights, you know, at TNA's at, at its highest. And that's what I was saying. Like last week, we all said... We don't think they could sell it out without a huge name. I don't think Rey Mysterio is a huge name. You know, I, I think he's great. I'm not saying he's a bad name, but I don't think Rey Mysterio is the, oh, it's the catalyst and to get us over 10,000. I really no. feel Cody and the Bucks of themselves yeah. did this. You yeah. know? I agree. Go ahead, Z. I just said I agree with you. I think Cody's a bigger name now than Rey is. Yeah, 100%. No, no. fuck no. No, 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 because I, I mean, I travel and you go to these little Mexican towns, Rey Mysterio's fucking God. Hulk Hogan to them. You know what I mean? Like it's, that'd be like booking the Mexican version of Hulk Hogan. Like that, hey, Rey Mysterio is a much bigger fucking name to the Latino community than 
uh, Cody could ever be to anybody. Well, I'm not going to argue that. I think, yeah, to the Latino community. Yeah, but, I mean, the Latino community is a lot bigger, especially in terms of wrestling fans and people are probably giving credit to, especially out in Chicago. There's a huge Latin population out that way. Florida, there's a huge Latin population down there, too. So I, I think putting Rey Mysterio on that show is a huge... Because I you know, I wrestle in a lot of these small towns. I'm telling you, Rey Mysterio is Hogan to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smitty, how do you feel about this 29-minute, 36-second sellout? Was I think it was Joe that said, if anybody could have done it, it was the Bucks and Cody. And he was 100% right about it. He said, we had speculations that we think they could do it, but we weren't, you guys weren't sure. But you know, like, if he, like Joe said, it, he was the only one that said it. If anybody could do it without the machine behind him, it was those guys. Well, I'm going to make my critique of this, and then I'm going to counter my own critique. Because okay. this isn't really my critique. This is the criticism of it selling out that I've heard. Uh, the asterisk next to it is the fact that so many uh, scalpers and stuff are the ones that bought these tickets. Like thousands, say, uh, have presumed have been bought by scalpers and other websites that are then going to sell them at a somewhat of a profit margin. You know, however that works. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the critique to how they sold out so fast. Um, I I think if I'm Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks, and, and normally what they do. Excuse me, before I get to this point. Normally, in, when they make events like this, they put a limit on how much certain websites or certain scalpers or whatever can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, in this situation, they, d- they didn't put a limit on it. So there's no cap on how many tickets they could buy, which means a lot of them went and just bought mass quantities of them. So that's the critique to it. My response to that would be, if I'm Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, and I know <laughs> that, that that's going to happen... I don't want to put a limit on it because I want to make sure this thing fucking sells no matter what. Right. So to me, that's smart booking on their end to make sure that they make their fucking money. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to me, it's like, cause now, you know, just now they have all this time. They know they've already sold the venue. Like they, they're making money now, period. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's no longer a negative net loss. It's already in the profit margin right. for them. So to me, from their perspective, I think it was smart to not put a cap on it. And I think there's like something where somebody even mentioned that to one of the young bucks on Twitter, and they even responded like, "Yeah, we kind of know that that was like a thing." Um, and I think they kind of thought that through and had the business sense to be like, "Yeah, let's make sure it's open just to make sure because we don't know if we're really going to be able to do this or not." So I think it was uh, smart booking on their end mm-hmm. to leave it open. I know a lot of people think it wasn't. A lot of people think it's, "Hey, all these people," but it's like they sold the fucking venue now. Yeah. Like, whether, whether you agree with how they sold it. It's fucking sold on their end. Right. So you know? people show or they don't, they get paid still. Yes. Um, you know, I And I, now I think people will show up anyways because it's it's one of those things where now it's created so much buzz. And if scalpers were willing to buy that many tickets and all these websites are willing to buy that many tickets, then they probably thought it was going to sell well. Right. So that's a good sign. I agree with that one hundred percent. Uh I was looking at a couple different things. You know, I, I, I think even still the thing that kind of blew my mind was how fast it did sell out. You know, um, I 29 minutes and 36 seconds is just nuts. You know, that is literally to sell out that many seats uh, for that type of venue is kind of um, that, that that's kind of like certain rock stars like only got a no strings attached or. Right. Or even like uh, yeah, bands that are on returns, you know, things like that. It's, 
it's weird that something would sell out 10,000 seats in less than a half an hour. My Metallica. Yeah, Metallica with the, with their stuff. You know, I mean, I even not no, dude. I don't even know that because there I had friends that purchased right, well, Metallica tickets for Comerica Park yeah, here in Detroit because I bought Metallica tickets before. Yeah, and yeah, it didn't sell out. And this was at in Chicago actually. It was at Allstate Arena. Um, but anyways, to your point, I think it is a little different than a band or something because bands tour, so you have more than one opportunity to see it. With an event like this, it's like, this is your one chance. Right. You know, like, there's not another event coming to Detroit the next week, you know? Yeah. So I think if you're in Detroit, you're like, oh, I can make that trip. You know, like, I wouldn't mind driving five hours to go see this. Yeah. I even thought about, like, I myself was like, man, I got a couple of days before it sells out, before I even have to worry about a ticket. And I was like, yeah, let me just see what tickets are available. You know, and this is before I knew it sold out. And this was... So they went on at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I think I want to say a little bit before 5 o'clock. I went to the website and looked at it, and there was nothing for single tickets. And I was like, holy shit, really? And then that's when they announced that it was 29 minutes and 36 seconds, and they sold out completely, which is crazy. Z, what do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's nuts, just like you guys said. I mean, they sold out in under a half an hour for 10,000 people. That's huge. Yeah. Um, we made, like I said, we had made predictions last week, uh, that it would take a big name and it didn't take a big name ish. You know, it definitely didn't take like we thought like a punk. And cause that's all what we all said. We literally said it would Jericho. Yeah. But a a name like that, I, do you feel that Ray Mysterio is a Jericho name, Smitty? Um, it's kind of hard to say. Because Jericho still do, does work with WWE where he's out there more. But Ray's also been working at Indies for the last couple of years. Where his, and like, like Orlando said, like he's really big in the Latin community and they're a big part of the wrestling community. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, that's a hard comparison. I would say they're on par. Uh, Jericho, I think, because of the bands and stuff, probably has more... A bigger draw. More exposure to us directly. Mm-hmm. But I think... If you're including like rest, I'm telling you, Rey Mysterio is Hulk Hogan, and even WWE is still since Rey Mysterio's left has been looking for any Latino to replace Rey Mysterio, and they haven't found one. Right, like that's what I they've been. They, that's Del the reason Rio. why they push. Yeah, Del Rio. That's they've been trying so hard, and it's just Rey Mysterio is Hogan to them. Like you, you don't understand. Like in Mexico, he is God. You know what I mean? Like so that's why I think they're gonna push Cien Almas eventually. Well, that's a side note, but yeah. Anyways, um. Moral of the story, just I, I, it's a it's a bigger draw than people are probably giving credit for to us because us we're like oh it's a Ray Mysterio that's cool but whatever right. but I, but to certain communities that's a huge fucking deal. No, oh, I completely agree. I'm not even going to remotely try and argue that to the Latino community. Ray Mysterio is anything but what Orlando has said. Basically, Hogan. Uh, who was nearing a, a deal with WWE? Apparently. You said what? He's near. He's near closing a deal with w- the return of WWE, which fine by me. Uh, there's you know different things that WWE is already doing outside of their uh, specific WWE stuff. Like we had mentioned, there was a uh, tweet by them for the Evolve shows here in uh, Detroit and in Chicago over that are coming up this weekend. On top of that, uh, they tweeted out something about uh, Daniel Bryan took a championship off of Pete Dunn, you know, at in a 
in a dark match inside of WWE to where Daniel Bryan is the uh, new champion for uh, what is it off of the top of my head? Um, I didn't even know about that. I didn't even know about that. You don't need to know about everything, Smitty. Okay, we have an idea. Uh, to where like Pete was Pete Dunn even uh, said rematch, please. Uh, let me see what it specifically was. Um, yeah, Pete Dunn was uh gorilla position. Uh, was what <laughs> they all? Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan took the gorilla position championship off of Pete Dunn. Uh, in an empty arena match at the O2 London, uh, so before SmackDown, before yeah. SmackDown. and uh, even Pete Dunn said uh, he would like a, uh, a rematch on Twitter. So yeah, there's stuff that's being put out between all of them. WWE is not no longer just sticking with straight WWE stuff, you know, which is great. You know, it shows that there's a little bit more reach. The Evolve stuff, the Gorilla Position stuff, it's all things where WWE is talking more about the outside of them. So with Rey Mysterio, if he is close to a new deal, he has his own wrestling promotion that he now owns. You know, um, they'll push that. They'll get things over. And that's exactly what um, you want to see. Now, moving into more WWE news, uh, reports are coming out that WWE uh, has a new TV deal signed up for Raw uh, allegedly, but not SmackDown. Here is the full story from WrestlingInc.com uh, as as it reads from uh, Raj Giri. Uh, WWE Raw will, will most likely be staying on the USA Network according to The Hollywood Reporter. According to the report, NBC Universal is said to be close to renewing the deal for Raw at three times its current value. As for SmackDown, WWE is shopping around other networks after NBCU declined to renew the deal for the show. It was noted that SmackDown has been speculated to move to Fox. NBC Universal has paid thirty million for the SmackDown franchise. Uh, had paid thirty million for the SmackDown franchise in two thousand eighteen. WWE and NBC Universal both declined comment on the negotiations, which are still underway. WWE's current deal with NBCU expires on September 30th, 2019. They had publicly stated they pl- uh, that they plan to announce their U.S. distribution plans by September. WWE's current contract with MC- NBCU generated $180 million last year. So one month and one year after Daniel Bryan's contract expires, which again, Daniel Bryan has not re- fully resigned to WWE yet, um... That's when the NBC Universal contract will expire uh, for WWE. So they're t- bringing on Raw, but not SmackDown. Does that say anything special to you there, uh, Smitty? It just says that WWE doesn't, well, you, you, at least you, uh, NBC Universal doesn't value SmackDown the way they value Raw. But that's also part of how the company treats the show. Like I said, we always say they treat like the B show because. For whatever reason, they're supposed to be trying. I, I guess they're supposed to be trying to treat them as equal shows, but no matter what, they're going to treat SmackDown as the redheaded stepchild mm-hmm. compared to Raw. Z, what do you think about that? Stepchild? Um, I, I mean, obviously, Raw Raw's been around since 1995. It started, you know, it, it's been around a while. SmackDown has been around. 95, buddy. What? 93. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, but Smack, SmackDown's been around for less than 20 years. It doesn't generate 
the same popularity that Raw does, and it never has. Um, I don't think it's the B show. I think there it it's loaded with talent, but as far as money's just doesn't live up to the Raw standards. Right, Orlando. Yeah, I mean, Z's right for the most part, besides the year Raw started, and <laughs> he's also uh, wrong about SmackDown has never been better than Raw. At one point, it did for a period of time. It was drawing better than uh, Raw when they first the did the brand split, uh, and they had like Lesnar and Big Show and them on SmackDown was outdrawing Raw. And Heyman was running. Right. Heyman was running. That, that was the only period though where it was outdrawing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one time. In uh, you know their twenty year run, um, SmackDown, yeah, they treat it like the B show, so it becomes the B show. I mean, if That's they want to put stock into it, why not have you know a celebrity show up on that show? They never do. They right. only show up on Raw. It's like you're telling the fans over time that this show isn't as important. Whether you want to present it as a competition later, like that's that's where we start to kind of have that disconnect with what they're booking. But, um, yeah, Z was right. Uh, it's never, with the exception of that one point, maybe maybe it's Inception when it was you know drawing really good numbers. Has it ever been a really big, important show for them? Now, uh, Z, let me ask you this. Is, would WWE be doing themselves a disservice to not bring this to the deal as a combo? You know, like, uh, yeah, you know, it's Raw is your Big Mac, but SmackDown is your fries and your Coke. Like, you don't get one without the other. How do you feel about that, Z? I, I mean, yeah, if they can do, like, a package deal, why not? But, I mean, you still got to get NBC to bite. So how big of a hit do you have to take for them to pick up both shows? I mean, you could always just, have Raw on air and put SmackDown on the network, and it doesn't cost you shit. Also, I mean, it might, they put it on the network, it might generate more views from the network. More people might tune into the network to watch SmackDown on Tuesday nights. Well, I think but, they're going to make more money off of a TV deal there, but. It's me. Well, yeah, but, but you might have to take a pay cut to do it as a package deal. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Say so the package deal. Like, I don't think they need the package deal. Like, uh, let's say the Fox has interest in taking SmackDown. Uh, some of Be- SmackDown's biggest numbers when they were on a basic television show when they were on UPN. Yeah. And they drew pretty big numbers at that point. And that wrong when SmackDown first came out. Smack. I remember when SmackDown first came out. I didn't have cable at the time. So if I wanted my wrestling fix with WWE, I couldn't watch ECW. Watch that UPN. Yeah, I could walk, ch- click over to Channel Fifty and watch wrestling on. Smitty's watching UPN no matter what. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a black thing. <laughs> Bullshit! It wasn't just a black thing. <laughs> okay, well, some of it was a black thing. I say, like, hey, they they put wrestling on a nigga station. I, I had to watch it. But then I was also a fan of SmackDown at the time, so I was yeah. also a fan of WWE, and I couldn't watch Raw every week. I, I got what you meant. Uh, also, to what you were asking, Mike, uh, I think like they don't need the package deal. I think what you're saying makes sense in theory, but they just said NBC's willing to give them three times what they were giving them before for Raw. Fuck that. Take that money, then go sell SmackDown to a different network, make all this extra money. Why even do the package deal when you know you're going to fucking make all this profit on it either way? You know Fox will take it. You don't know. You kind of you can kind of assume, but you're not like fully uh, sold on that. Uh, well, sci-fi don't take it again. As I was, you know. Well, again, that's an NBC thing. Um, I don't know if I 
if it's a great idea to make it a package deal, I would love to see it split on different networks because then I would kind of even more feel that it's two separate shows, you know, like you could see it then, you know, oh, if, if SmackDown went over to Fox while you still have USA holding down raw, the ads would be different. You know, uh, the way things were put together would be different. It would feel much more like a separate show. And then maybe you can see WWE getting back into how they did it with the old uh, brand split where every month there's a pay-per-view like they are now, but they're not all co-pay-per-views. Like this month is Raw, next month is SmackDown. Then you have the five that, you know, they do uh, the same show, Money in the Bank, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, um, Royal Rumble. You know, you, you got those. Um, I would love to make any, anything for these shows to feel different. I would honestly appreciate and love a little bit more. And if that means putting on SmackDown on a different network, I feel that that would make these feel like two separate shows a little bit more than they do now. You know, what do you think about that? Z? Uh, actually that's a really solid point you make there because, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, the pre- presentation of everything would be different because you'd have different producers working on a different network. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Straight up like that. Uh, also in the news this week as we're moving forward, uh, Enzo Amore. Eric Arndt, uh, originally Enzo Amore from WWE. Uh, his attorney uh, tweeted out a well Enzo tweeted out his attorney statement uh this uh today on um the Twitter machine. Uh, yep. Uh under Enzo's at real one uh Twitter. And here's the statement. On January and this is verbatim. <clears throat> so quote on January twenty second, twenty eighteen, Eric Arndt, also known as Enzo Amore for World Wrestling Entertainment, was accused via the internet and social media of misconduct during an alleged incident in Phoenix, Arizona, seven several months earlier. Prior to that date, no law enforcement or any other officials had contacted Mr. Arndt regarding such claims. However, after the careless, unfounded tirade on social media, Mr. Arndt learned that of these accusations when his counsel reached out to Phoenix police. Subsequently, and as evidenced by the vast amount of online admissions and other publicly available information, it was soon clear that the accuser exhibited a complete lack of truth or credibility. At all times, Mr. Arndt fully and unequivocally denied such accusations and remained confident in clearing his name. The Phoenix Police Department recently informed Mr. Arndt and his counsel that there is insufficient evidence in this matter to warrant any criminal charges, that the matter will not be transferred to the county attorney for prosecution, and that their investigation and the case is closed. No charges were ever filed. The matter is closed. Mr. Arndt expressed his gratitude for the enormous amount of support from his fans and followers during this time period. The support has carried him through these events and opened his eyes to the faith and loyalty of those who have cheered and followed his career. The experience has further taught Mr. Arndt to be cautious with his personal associations because false, defamatory, and unfounded accusations can alter and impact the lives and careers of the falsely accused and their families. Mr. Arndt is working diligently toward his next venture in the entertainment industry and looks forward to reconnecting with his fans in a big way in the very near future. Now, a big line 
from this official statement from his attorney. Uh, Words mentioned that uh, Enzo, we'll just we'll call him Enzo because that's what everyone knows him as, uh, had no fucking clue about this stuff until the shit came out on social media. But according to all of the backstage rumors, dirt sheets, so on and so forth, the reason Enzo was let go from WWE is because he did have notif- uh, he was notified of this previously and had no uh, contact with WWE regarding it. He didn't let them know. They just kind of found out at that juncture. You know, there was all the little stuff going on uh, backstage with him. And they just kind of let him go because the dirt sheets were saying, hey, they gave him an excuse. We know this stuff and uh, he's known this stuff for quite a while. Orlando, how do you feel about the clearing of him? And do you think that this statement now, even though it you know, had been mentioned, I think even Enzo had said, yeah, I was hearing some stuff about this, but I didn't say anything. You brushed it off. Yeah. You know, like. how, how are you feeling about that one? I mean, I don't know to the second part because I don't know where the the truth lies in terms of when he knew and who knew and whether or not he did let them know or didn't let them know. Like, I, I don't really know the truth on to that scenario. WWE obviously has their opinion. He has his, which just seems to contradict that. Uh, I don't really know the truth there, so I don't really have an opinion on that. I do think this is a good example. Well, and again, we don't know if he, you know, really raped her or not, but uh, I think um, this is a good example of the public finding somebody guilty, you know, before they've even been to trial. Because this has definitely changed his career. And I think even now, if you were to book him on a show where I think he still would, he would kind of draw just because you'd want it, you'd be curious to see him. Um, I feel like the, the perception of him is completely different now. I don't think he's the same Enzo that you, you've seen before. I, just the perception of him, even when I think about him, I'm like, well, he might have still raped her, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. Like he still might be raping, you know. Like I, he might be a rapist, you know. He, he might just... be raping, <laughs> right, 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 like, right. You know, MBR, <laughs> <laughs> or as MB aren't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, go I don't. Back, I, you can go I back don't... to being Eric Andrews. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the the truth lies in both the case and um, that. I will say her version of the story from what I had seen prior to this, didn't seem to make a lot of sense. I had watched a video from a YouTuber that knew her and had texts from her like where she was bragging about having sex with him mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think that that doesn't mean she wasn't raped, though. Right. But it definitely hurts her case. Yeah. You know, if you're saying you were raped and then, you know, you're bragging about sleeping with a... Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, the police felt there wasn't evidence, so they had to drop it. Um I still think it's a it's a weird thing, but I do think it it shows an example of how, you know, as soon as you're accused, you know, you're pretty much you're you're, you're found guilty, life. yeah. Because yeah, because even now I'm still thinking like I don't know if I'd really want to see that guy on a show. He might he might have really still done it, you know. Like right. I don't I don't know where the truth is and where it isn't. It's so. OJ, but we knew OJ did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> the glove don't fit. You must have quit, dog. <laughs> Glove didn't fit anymore. <laughs> right. I, so I mean, he could have. Let's say for his sake that he didn't, you know, um, and and these charges are dropped. It's still just his perception is different now. You right. know, like the perception of him is different. So that sucks for him. Uh, good luck with whatever else he does. You know, hopefully he didn't actually rape nobody. And uh, would you go golf with OJ Simpson? What'd you say? Would you golf with OJ Simpson? 
Would I golf? Yeah, I'd be curious. Uh, the the pure I'm, curiosity to hang out. I'd with golf with OJ Simpson. <laughs> I'd, I'd do anything with OJ Simpson as long as there's people around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there are witnesses. Right. Yeah. I, f- I feel uh, safe with more people around. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Z, how do you feel about this o- uh, Enzo? Amore? <laughs> yeah, I said OJ. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I feel like. I mean, I, I don't know whether or not he actually did it, just like Orlando was saying. But I feel like if he was fully innocent, he would at least hit her with a defamation of character lawsuit because this ruined his whole career as of right now. I mean, he could make a comeback or whatever, but as of right now, it ruined his career, his on-screen character, everything. So, I, w- I mean, me personally, if somebody falsely accused me of doing something that I didn't do, I would want to persecute them to the fullest extent of the law. What do you think he could get out of her, though? It doesn't matter. It, Jack it, it's and more shit? To prove it, it, it's more to prove his innocence than to get money. Like, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you don't push back, you still like, look guilty. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Smitty, how are you feeling about this? OJ Amore? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Detroit uh, at uh, podca- at Detroit podcast uh, tweeted us. They said uh, uh, we would not golf with OJ. We hear he has a wicked slice. <laughs> uh, yep, like <I>, yep. <laughs> not gonna argue that one. <laughs> Continue your, uh, what your thought was. Uh, I really. I have no opinion on this, and that's because of personal reasons. What? Uh, once again, this per- personal reasons. I would not. I have no opinion on this. Did he rape you? What is? No, no, no. That is a I, very... no, no. It's something I would rather discuss off air. Uh, okay. This, okay. This seemed very intense. Yeah, like I was that like, got dark. Yeah, like well, he's black. <laughs> Darker. <laughs> I mean, he's dark skinned. I, I was gonna say it. It sounds like uh, Enzo rubbed Smitty the wrong way, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, just this, this this whole situation. This the whole situation of, of, of at this point he's he is falsely accused of doing something. Right. That is that is heinous. What were you falsely accused of, Smitty? Once again, we'll talk about it off the air. Oh man, no, I mean, you can't do that. This no, is a show. It, no, I'm, I'm telling. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 I know will. what he's talking. I know what he's talking about now. He'll tell you off the air. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! I can't yeah. be angry at that when Z's fucking defending you because Z never defends you because you're always wrong. But this time, you apparently seem to be correct. God damn! I know. OJ gets off again here. Right. All right. <laughs> also, in news, uh, did I I wanted to mention the Dave Meltzer Eric Bischoff heat going on. Yeah, go into that, man. It's it's, it's very minor news compared to everything else, but uh, apparently Eric Bischoff on his new podcast uh, was burying Dave Meltzer and was talking about how he just makes up a lot of his news. Somebody called Meltzer out on Twitter and and was like, "Hey, who's lying?" Uh, it seems like Bret Hart who's also said that Meltzer lies. And then um, Bischoff is saying that you're just making up things. You know, where's the truth? And Meltzer responded, well, obviously he's just trying to get, he's just saying crazy things to get his views and listens up for a show. And then Eric Bischoff responded with, Meltzer once reported that Mabel was going to be the third man to the NWO. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> which I, I love, I love that Eric Bischoff was like, yeah, no, just stop bullshit. <laughs> like, like, like what a great response. So, uh, if you enjoy seeing Meltzer get trolled, uh, it's fun. I don't dislike Meltzer. I, I dislike his six stars and, you know, we make jokes about him. I, I actually think he's somewhat knowledgeable about wrestling, but it's funny watching Eric Bischoff call him out on some bullshit though. Right. I think I would laugh my ass off. So if you want to read that, you can go ahead and find that on Twitter. It's it's a thing. Uh, which I personally would fucking uh, love. So what do you... So, okay, look. We've given Meltzer shit for his ratings before. Obviously. It's not new to us. We have, you know, mocked Mr. Six Star. You know, Mr. <laughs> Six and a Quarter Star. Six out of five stars. Yeah. You know. Mr. Hard Off in New Japan. It, it, you know, it seems like... Uh, Meltzer just does what he wants to do, which look, man, it's his rating system. It's his rating system, which is fine. But I feel like you kind of discredit yourself when you go outside of your rating system. Oh, yeah. You know, like Spinal Tap, sure. They'll they'll turn it up to 11, but (laughs) that's a joke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, like Spinal Tap is a, you know, like you said, a joke, <laughs> Meltzer. I don't know if you understand. Right. So when they say we're, uh, yeah, well, we're going to turn it up to eleven. I, I love, I love that he did a six star, and then for the next uh, Omega and Okada match, he gave it six and a quarter stars, which out was, of five. Yeah, which was a reverse because he originally gave it less, and he's like, oh, I don't know. After talking more about this, this is six and a quarter stars. Like yeah. what? Yeah. So six and a, so you already went six out of five. Now he's six and a quarter out of. I love. I love. I lo- I just love that he's just making shit up now. Like he just. I don't know. That that's absolute nonsense to me. Really, it's a critic. It's his system. Yeah, so. I know. But but, you just like Mikey said, discredit your whole. If you've been giving out all these five stars for all these years, and it was like a big deal to get a five star match, and suddenly you give out a six star, you kind of said the rest of those matches were like oh. I, we didn't know there was a six star to be had. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the six he came up with a six star just to give. Well, that's what he did. But five. But but it's just what a nonsensical, bullshit fucking thing to do. <laughs> right, like it t- it completely discredits your whole system. And again, I like I like you know I read Meltzer's tweets on a regular basis because I think it's fun listening to him talk about the history of business and yeah, stuff. I agree. And I you know I think he has a good mind generally. I do think he has a, as Smitty would say, a hard on for New Japan I, or just the Japanese style of wrestling. He has a very hard oh, on. Hurrah. And seems to have a certain dislike for WWE style. Uh, Unless you're in NXT. Yes. Because that's Japanese style. Yeah. That's why. It's 100% old school. So. Anyways, Meltzer, it was fun seeing him get trolled by Bischoff and getting called out on some shit. I don't know what Brett's uh, called him out on. I don't, I don't know where that came from. And my, when I was looking it up, it just said, you know, Brett was saying that too. Yeah, and I don't know where what that's founded on. So that you do your own research about Bret Hart calling Meltzer a liar. I don't really know. I will say from the inside perspective of Meltzer, it's weird because uh, a lot of wrestlers really like would love to get a five star match. I remember Michael Elgin in particular got a five star match one time, and he was like talking about what a big deal it was for him. Uh, I on the other hand could care less if Meltzer rates any of my matches <laughs> ever. <laughs> like I, you know, it would not mean if he gave me one star to five. Star, if he gave me six stars, I, I would not lose any sleep over Meltzer's rating to me. But, but there are guys that really value his rating system because they think a lot of fans watch matches based on whether or not what he gives. So, yeah, 
Uh, finally, in the news, and after we discuss this, uh, we're going to go into break and then come back and we're going to talk Raw, SmackDown, and the things leading up to WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, WWE has revealed the first eight uh, superstars in the WWE UK, UK title tournament that's going to take place on June 18th and 19th at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Uh, the first eight competitors are Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams, El Liguero, Joseph Connors, and Amir Jordan. Uh, Smitty, we were talking a little bit about this before, and you said they were... Uh, These are all guys that have worked for woke culture, which is now defiant wrestling over in the UK. Yeah. Uh, but most, like, only two of them, I believe, are still with the uh, promotion. Do you That's think... I, I, so we haven't found anything on... Uh, as far as the contracts go with this, it might be very simple, similar to the contracts that they have with the current UK stars for the UK tournament where it was, uh, we need you for these dates, do whatever the hell else you want uh, throughout it. So make your living to show for when we need you. Yeah, uh, it's just, you just have to be available for these specific dates for us, uh, which is fine. You know, I think that's a good thing to do that helps people still be on the indies, uh, still make a name for themselves and get more money for their bookings because now they're WWE talents and things like that. Uh, have you heard anything specific about these guys, Orlando? Anything that's... Uh, I mean, some of the names are familiar. Uh, obviously, we all know Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Um, Dan Massive sounds familiar. Uh Name some of the names again. Joe Coffey was one Zach of them. Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams, I w- El Liguero. See, like, Kenny Williams does not sound familiar at all. Um, but but that might be a good thing, because it might be fucking some guys we haven't seen. Uh, you know, and, we'll say, I've seen all of them. That's, I mean, I'm sure I've probably seen most of them, I'm, but I just, in general, those names don't ring a lot of bells. Mm-hmm. But I, I think maybe that's the idea, is to have it not be so star-studded and to kind of have it kind of... You know, you go into it not knowing what to expect, and then they're going to kind of overwhelm you. Right. Smitty, you said you've uh, seen all of these guys? Yeah, because uh, I watched what Culture before the whole controversy, and then they switched over to Def- they, over the last couple of months, they switched over to the, uh, the new name Defiance. See, I didn't even know there was a, co- there was a controversy there. Uh, it was one of the start Adam uh, Adam Pachati. Pachiti. Yeah, Pachiti. The whole controversy with him, and he was one of the guys that was actually running the promotion. Mm-hmm. So they 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 did a whole bunch of office changes. That yeah, when Pachiti and everyone yeah. all went over to uh, Cultaholic. Yeah, and okay. then uh, so with all of that, they like they wanted to keep the promotion going, but they did a change. They they just kind of changed a lot of stuff over, and to uh, get his name off of it. Yeah, pretty much get his okay. name off of it, and they became Defiance Wrestling. Okay, and uh, for a minute, like uh, last month, until about last month, about three four months. Stu Bennett was uh, acting as a general manager for the promotion. Yeah, I, I knew all this stuff. And Austin Aries was their champion. They tried to, Austin Aries was their world champion okay. to give him credibility to about a month ago. Okay. Uh, are any of these names, anything that you are like, wow, I'm really excited to see them on WWE television? Uh, Joe Coffey, specifically. Because Joe specifically? Co- specifically. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I want the black thing where I, I, I took away S and I, I, didn't, I didn't Man in an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Ochian. <laughs> so you're saying Joe Coffee? Yeah, so Joe Coffee because uh, I went back when I first started watching Woke Culture with Defiance, what it was called now. Joe Coffee was one of the first guys that kind of impressed me with the first couple episodes I started watching, and I, I want to see what I want to see how we work and his uh, how he would work under under the big lights of WWE. All right. 
Hopefully, uh, no legal because ma- uh, a, a mass. Uh, he's also another guy that's been there since day one with the defiance promotion, mm-hmm. and I always think it's just funny to see a mass uh, British wrestler. Right, uh, May eighteenth. Uh, there, the rest of the competitors are going to be revealed uh, for this UK uh, tournament uh, again. Uh, the opening round of the ter- tournament will begin at the UK Download Festival on June 8th, uh, June 9th, and June 10th. Oh, and I'll be there, too. And uh, y- the UK champion, Pete Dunne, is going to defend his title against the tournament winner at the June 19th event. So, again, the eight names that they have announced uh, for the UK title tournament uh, are Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams, El Liguero, Joseph Connors, and Amir Jordan. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break from here. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we are going to be talking about WWE Raw, who the new ch- uh, challengers are to the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. Uh, big stuff in the WWE Championship event uh, title that's going to be defended at Money in the Bank. We will get into all of that and more when we come back on the other side of this break. So stay tuned. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling podcast. You are listening to Breaking Down the Ring. Uh, we got some stuff to get into uh, regarding Raw, regarding SmackDown, all of the buildup for the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view that is coming next month and uh, on WWE Network. You can watch it. It's the uh, second co-branded pay-per-view, uh, June 17th at 8 o'clock. Juneteenth. What? <laughs> Uh, I just like to make a Juneteenth joke during all the teen days and during June. I wish you'd shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Raw uh, opened up uh, with um, Kurt Angle coming out and then Roman saying that he wanted another shot and (laughs) Kurt Angle going, oh, management has said that you don't get another shot at the money in the bank. spot and Roman's like well you gotta do what you gotta do and I'm gonna do what I gotta do and then he went in the back and he beat up Jinder Mahal uh, who was then in a uh, doctor's room getting all patched up and everything Uh, up next uh, after that Intercontinental Champion uh, ship was on the line as Kevin Owens was facing Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins retained his title uh, Bobby Roode defeated Baron Corbin and no way Jose to qualify for the men's money in the bank ladder match. Uh, Miz Taraj had a nice little backstage segment with Kurt Angle and shut up, Smitty. The Miz Taraj had a nice little segment backstage with Kurt Angle, uh, to which they said they are no longer, uh, the Miz Taraj. They will be known as they wanted a shot at the raw tag team championship. And Kurt Angle was like, you guys haven't won a fucking match. On this goddamn uh, on the show ever, and they're like, "Well, the Miz Taraj hasn't, but the A Team has uh, is undefeated." Kurt goes, "You you can't use that. That's a name of a television show and subsequently a movie remake of the show." Go, well, yeah, but then what about the B Team? He goes, "What kind of stupid asinine name is that?" And I go, "B stands for best." <laughs> so then the B Team went out and defeated Brizongo and got their first match. Uh, their first win on Monday Night Raw, and the faces of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were surprisingly spectacular during that. Uh, so they won a title or something? Yeah, Sasha Banks, uh, Natalia, and Ember Moon 
defeated the Riot Squad. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt defeated the Revival. Uh, Sami Zayn mocked Bobby Lashley's sit-down interview in one of the more boring promos I've ever seen from Sami Zayn. Uh, personally, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Alexa Bliss <clears throat> defeated Bailey and Mickey James to qualify for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre beat Finn Balor and Braun Strowman uh, at, towards the end of Raw. And then Kevin Owens defeated Bobby Lashley and Elias to qualify for the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And the reason Kevin Owens was inserted back into this is because after the doctors put some fucking uh, tape around Jinder's ribs. They go, all right, that'll protect you <laughs> if you can uh, deal with the pain. And as he's walking out, Jinder gets speared through a drywall uh, faux wall that was put up and uh, took him out of the match. So they put Kevin Owens into it. Stephanie McMahon put Kevin Owens into it. And then Kevin Owens uh, is now in the money in the bank ladder match. Look, let's get into um, this, this fucking Roman storyline, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you were paying attention, Orlando just fucking giggled at this because it's so stupid. Trying to say the management is against Roman Reigns is such a bullshit thing. Like, there is no way you could right. sell that. Like, like this in the nineties, it worked because we didn't have the internet. Maybe we didn't understand the inner workings of the business, and fans weren't as smart. Uh, so when Stone Cold was getting his push, none of us were thinking. At the time, oh, management actually likes him. Look, they're behind him. We were all thinking, yeah, fuck up Vince. He's, well, but even at the same time, it was Vince believable. himself that was out there saying no. You know, it's even even if you are thinking, oh, it's, it's the Austin push, but it takes away from that because the actual boss of the company is going, uh, no, you can't do this. No, you, I'm going to – Vince won the fucking belt, you know, won the goddamn Royal Rumble. He literally did yeah. stuff. The owner of the company literally did stuff against him. So even while it was a good push, that was believable because he was actually fighting the owner. Now he's not. I, it's not like just that. I just, I just think it's a different era. And I just I don't think you telling us this isn't your guy when he's been as somebody would say shoved down our throats for so fucking long. Uh, Dildoman Reigns. I, I just I don't throwback. I don't know what the fuck you would, what the fuck they're thinking to expect anybody to believe it. If you are over the age of even, I bet you my nephews who watch wrestling. If I were to ask them, and and they're Roman Reigns fans. If I were to ask them, do you think management's really behind them? I bet you the seven-year-old would go, yeah. I bet you the ten-year-old would go, no. <laughs> right. Because right, at ten years old, you're going, okay, this is clearly bullshit. Who, who, who's believing this? Right. It, it, only children are believing that, right? Like, is, that, hey, is there I mean, any able-minded adults that are really think that management is against Roman Reigns? Dude, I don't even think that children believe in that. To be very honest, I think you 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 know, uh, you, you, I, I think even if you switch around your nephew's ages, you know, I think the ten year old would go, <laughs> yeah, they're totally behind him. While the seven year old, being a seven year old, would go, yeah, I don't know if they're behind him. You know, like you'd have to be really young to feel like that's a real storyline that's going on, especially with the and we have made mention of this many a times before. The cage match is a huge thing. When Roman speared Brock, it wasn't the fact that they're going, oh, the ref messed up, so we're going to – it was the commentary uh, from Graves and Cole uh, uh, and Coach when that happened – or was it Booker T? I don't care. It was Book. 
uh, when all of that happened was they had no clue. So they were trying to make up new rules rather than going, no, no, Roman should have this. They really dropped the ball there. And so you're like, yeah, you kind of fucked up, WWE. You know, like if you were going to do this and try and sell that, somebody should have been going, no, 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 Roman should have won. Roman should have won. Not a single fucking one of them were saying that. They were all saying that fucking Brock won. And Brock touched first. Brock yeah. Touched oh, first. it's his back and everything. Smitty, what were you going to say about this? It seemed like they're trying to give Roman the push they gave Brian going into WrestleMania 30. But at least it was kind of somewhat believable with Brian. It was somewhat believable with Brian because they really weren't trying to give him yeah, that yeah, push. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And we, we believed that they were. They gave him that push because people said, no, you told us this is our universe. You told us that we have control. You do what we want. We're telling you what we want. You're either going to go with it or you're fucking not. They had no choice. Right. They, they wanted Batista. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people booed the fuck out of Batista. Uh, to the point they called him Bootista and Blutista because he had blue tights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, the Royce Gracie symbol. Right. So, I mean, uh, they, that was believable because it was true. They really weren't trying to push him as their top babyface. Um, but he became that in spite of that. Whereas Roman Reigns is the opposite. They're pushing him as their top babyface, but he's not. Um, that's kind of what they did with The Rock when he, when he first got it to the, uh, when he was Rocky Maivy when they first no because he wasn't at the top of the card I don't think he wasn't at the top of the card but they kind of make him like the guy on the mid card I think it's it's booed. it's completely different because The Rock was hated by the fans like uh, like the fans rejected him and I don't think he was at that level where he was even close to a main eventer whereas Roman Reigns uh, is clearly their guy like no nobody watching TV it, WWE for the last four years now has thought. Roman Reigns isn't their new John Cena. That right. he he absolutely is. Um, unless maybe recently you could argue not because he lost to Brock, you know. But but even so, thirty two. The dude's thirty two years old. He's main evented the last four WrestleManias. He's closed the fucking show. Yeah, you know. It's you're telling me that this is not your guy. You're trying. That's what like Daniel Bryan hadn't main evented a WrestleMania. No. you know that was it was it, it's it's. I, I just want Roman, like, they have him in a fucking program with Jinder right now because they think that Jinder's going to get fucking booze while Roman gets cheers, and it's no. the fucking other way around. People were fucking chanting Jinder during the fucking promos and stuff like that, you know? It was when there was a backstage segment and Jinder was hitting Roman, the crowd was cheering. When Roman was hitting Jinder, they were booing. And I think it's worse than the John Cena, because John Cena is one of those guys who you can hate and you could boo. Like, let's say, it, even 2009, John Cena, before the fans have kind of come around to even, like, respect him a little bit, when fans, you know, the smarter wrestling fans really hated John Cena, he's one of those people who could still talk you into liking him. Because y- you could be booing the fuck out of him, and then all of a sudden he cut from him and be like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, yeah, John. Like, John. Like, during his match, you'll be chanting the same old shit, but then when he gets behind a mic right. or something. Whereas, whereas Reigns doesn't have that charisma to pull you behind him like that. At least not yet. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything impressive from him. Uh, Since the scene of you, no, he had that little promo with Brock, which was good yeah. a couple months back. But, but just in general, he's not on that same level of a charisma and talker as those guys. So I don't think he can, especially with the way they script him. Anyways, there's no fucking way he's ever going to get over the way that they want him to, the way that they're doing it. it to me, it's like either got to turn him heel, which they're not. They're, they just won't. They like refuse. Yeah. Uh, they refuse to listen to the audience, which. I just don't understand. I, I I don't I don't get the pushing the person in spite of what's happening. Like I I don't 
in no other art form would you do this. If people were hating one thing and loving the other, you would go with what they're loving, you know. So but, because you know that's going to bring, they're going to give, they're going to keep throwing more money in if they like the product. Right, but the thing is, is like they make money in spite of themselves. So it's like we get to do whatever we want, anyways. But why not get the extra money from right throwing and, people throwing it? In no, you're you're world. right. I I agree with your point. I I don't understand. And I've said this it a million times. How can you have so many people there that understand the wrestling business so well, yet be so oblivious to their own product? I don't. If I was there, I'd be very unless I was getting paid well enough, and I wouldn't care. If I was Roman Reigns, I wouldn't care. But uh, <laughs> I think you know, if I'm getting paid a few million a year to do what I do, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't care. But but in general, you know, if you're one of those lower card guys, and let's say you're a Rusev or somebody like that, and you're getting over, but you're still not making the money as the top guys, and these top guys are getting shit on every fucking week, I'd go, hey man, there, there's there's an issue here, you know, and they need to address this. Like I don't. I don't understand the ignoring it and keep doing it anyways. It's like, that's what's building up the Young Bucks and Cody Rose. That's what's building up these fucking indie promotions because everyone's going, you're basically telling us, fuck you. Yeah. And so we want to go, we want to go, yeah, we want to find an alternative that can be our fucking thing. That's why people love NXT. That's why they love fucking Ring of Honor. That's It's because the WWE is constantly giving you an FU. Before it was doing it with the big muscle guys, like that's all they wanted to bring in for a while. And now when they actually have talent that we can get behind, they push these other guys despite the fact that they don't get over. And it's like what you're doing is you're building up that fucking alternative product. And maybe that's the idea because then they have NXT where they can fill that void. You know, so maybe they're doing that on purpose so they can have both. But, you know, which would that's be the ingenious of them. That's but. the only reason you would never see NXT on television. Because honestly, I think NXT and the old pay reviews are the only reason people keep with the network. Maybe. I mean, I, I would have the network anyways because I love all the old shit. But As I said, mo- the old stuff, the pay-per-views. Yeah. Like I have friends that have the old uh, or have the network who don't even watch the current product at all. Like so they, they, they wouldn't even know who fucking Finn Balor was, but they have the network because they like the, the old, old shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a fucking crazy world uh, where for some reason people can't see the logic. And it's not even like – so the whole Daniel Bryan instance, which this is obviously playing into, like we have discussed, um, they did turn it. You know, there's a reason Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. You know, they had to. They had to give it to him. Simple and plain. Uh, Batista, even when he was coming back, said, dude, you need to make me a heel. And they didn't make him a heel. And he got booed out of the fucking building. So, and, yeah. Good for him, too. Uh, I mean, like, people, people are not business. giving him enough fuck. I, I, I like Batista's mindset towards the business. Yeah. Uh, I think he gets it, you know, and I think he gets, you know, from my, you know, I think there's still heat with him from his last run because he didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, But I think it's because he understood like what they're doing was dumb and like you're wasting bringing me back to do all these dumb things. And what do you do? He just waved and went about his way. Right. Which is awesome. (laughs) And fucking became a box office draw with as Drax. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, so back to my original point, it blows my mind that even knowing where you've had to switch the way you were doing things before, that now you're just so stubbornly behind Roman Reigns that you're not going to even remotely think of switching stuff up. That you're going to put, put him in, uh, prom, uh, pr- programs with people that you're like, oh, this dude will totally get cheered now because of who he's taking on. No, he is so, uh, look, I don't 
dislike Roman Reigns. As a matter of fact, outside of Smitty, no one on this podcast. No, I like Roman yeah, Reigns. Dislikes, I think he's a good worker. Yeah. But the problem is, is WWE is trying to make it seem like it's, it's their, um, they're insulting our intelligence as they've done with many of things, but it's so blatant right now that the whole crowd, and it just so happens it's Roman Reigns that's catching it. You know, it's such a blatant insult to our intelligence that there is no way that this crowd will accept Roman Reigns until someone else. That's why Braun's so fucking over. That's why when Drew McIntyre came up, he's such a fucking huge pop. You know, anybody that takes on Roman Reigns is getting put far over because Everyone will get cheered versus Roman Reigns until you do something. Dude, I, I get it. He just shouldn't be their top guy. That's that's really what it boils down to at this point. Right. Okay. He should not be their top guy. That doesn't mean he shouldn't ever be their top guy. It, at this point right now, there is no reason for that guy to be your top guy. He, he can be a main event player. He can be up there. But he's not He's not the guy. Like, he's not. You've, you've pushed him as the guy, and he, he's, he's diesel. You know what I mean? Like when Diesel got the belt in, uh, I think '95, he had a year-long run, but houses went down every fucking month. Mm-hmm. Okay, like his run, it was like a failure, and people don't want to talk about that, you know, because it was a year-long run, and then he went on to do the NWO thing, and you know, he's still, you know, one of the biggest stars ever. But, but that Diesel run that he had as champion was a a failed run, mm-hmm. and, and this is what I see with Roman Reigns. He's the modern-day Diesel. It's like you tried to push him as the guy. But fans don't bite. You know what I mean? They're not there with it. Right. Um, and I just think he's not your guy. I think Strowman is your guy, honestly. He is. Because Strowman, as green as he is, gets the reaction you want by doing the same gimmick. He's a badass who just runs through guys. He's a bel- more believable badass mm-hmm. than Roman Reigns. You know, he's they've booked him in a, a tickle butt way, as Joe would say, mm-hmm. at times. Yet, look what how over he is. Mm-hmm. You know, in these matches, people still want to see Strowman fucking... Uh, a couple, the ring well, a couple weeks ago, they had that match in Montreal and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's hometown. And I thought they were going to turn the crowd against Strowman because of that. No, the crowd's still stuck with him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then he's fucking over because they're in their hometown. You heard the pop, Kevin Owens yeah. and Sami And they still didn't turn on him. Mm-hmm. It, you could put anyone else in there. They're going to turn on him. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? But they stuck with Strowman. That's why I was like, okay, how is, to me, if I'm booking this promotion, how is he not your top guy? He, yeah. He's he's the most believable guy you have to, to beat Lesnar. You know what I mean? He's he's the most believable badass you have on either show. Mm-hmm. I just... He's young. You know what I mean? He's, he, he's got the fucking look. His promos aren't bad, actually. They're kind of silly sometimes, but, yeah. like, they're not bad. Right. Got a catchy catchphrase. No. You know? Yeah, like, I... To me, he's everything you wanted Roman Reigns to be, and then some. Yeah. Yet you're still trying to tell me Roman Reigns is the guy... And you're, I'm looking at this guy like, no, he's the fucking guy. Yeah. You're just not pushing him as the guy. Right. You guys aren't bi- believing in him yet. Smitty, what, were, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously we know that, look, we give you shit left and right. Well, because he buries Roman Reigns' yeah. work and everything. Right. It's like, and on. we give you shit left and right. But even as of the cage match, even you said, look, Roman's getting a serious short end of the stick here. You know, um, how are you in? That was the time they could have they harbored sympathy for him and threw him a bone. At this, like, and it seemed like they they des- they messed up there. Say we screwed him. They he get he did get screwed, and yes, this is on air. This is recorded. I'm saying this. Roman got screwed at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and at that point is where you should have pulled the trigger and did something. 
something that would make you actually harbor sympathy for this character. And honestly, you should have got some type. You should have got a rematch. Sorry, punks. Punk, I know why they keeping this. We all know why they keeping the title on Brock. Yeah, but sorry, we're gonna, if you gotta say fuck that. You're gonna have to keep Punk's record and give it to him eventually. And instead of carrying on the storyline, you're gonna wait till SummerSlam. They're gonna wait till SummerSlam. What it seems like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why they think fans want to see another Brock Roman match. I just, I was excited for the one at Mania. Then it happened, you know, and then they had this the cage match, which was a show that was whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't... This is Brock Roman 4, technically. Right, even if Roman wins, okay, let's say, because he, he's going to, right? Like, the idea is that he's going to win, I would assume. Mm-hmm. He should have already won at Mania. Like, if that's what you wanted to do anyways, you should have had him win at Mania. Uh, he's failed three, four other times against Brock, so it's like, what's the fucking point of having him win now? Even if he wins, it's still like, well, Brock beat you fucking three fucking times. Time. Prior to. Right, like, like you, you, you're still not better. You beat him once, you know? And, yeah. It's, it's, it's bull. Like, they've, they've shit it on this angle. Like, as much as I get shit on Reigns, yeah, he, I do agree at this, at this point, he is getting the short end of the stick. And this, like I've always said, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't ready. He didn't, he, oh, he wasn't the guy for this push in the first place. I've no, he wasn't. That. Uh, he, he really was. I always said that. Uh, like I think the initial push to push him, the idea to push him was smart. I mean, they booked him the entire time as a shield, as the badass of the group. But I think, um, I never thought he was going to be the guy. Uh, if he was just a guy, I think he'd be accepted, and I think he could eventually become the guy from there. But. But they've always pushed him as the guy, like right away, and it's just—it's such a mistake because he was never there. Like, just Mike charisma-wise, he's just—he's not there. Okay, like he's not the guy. Let him be a main event fucking player. Let him fucking develop. You know, maybe he can become something more. But he's not there. Like for four years, he's been the main event of Mania. Yeah. And I know we're talking a lot about this, but and we've <clears throat> but no, yeah, we talk a lot about this in general because it's like one of those major topics in wrestling, but. He's not the fucking guy, okay? Yeah. And the worst part is you're still pushing him as the fucking guy. Yeah. Now you're telling his management is against him. It's like everything you're doing is, if you ever wanted him to be the guy, you're making sure that he's not. Yeah. It, you're not doing him any favors. That's Can for damn sure. we talk about these four manias that he actually headlined? Okay, so we talk about the first mania he headlined with him and Lesnar. That one was awesome. That one was fucking great. That match but, is fucking phenomenal. That's what made me a fan of his. Yeah, it was Seth Rollins like, interrupting with the Money in the Bank. Yep, yep, that well, one was great. And that was a, and that was pro- and that was the biggest pop of that match though was Seth cashing in. No, no, that match was great. And what made still a good I, match. I, what I what I talked about uh, before, and I even heard Jericho recently talk about it on his podcast because he was he had, he had Reigns on and they were talking. He said Jericho said the exact same thing to him that I said. It's like what made me a fan of him was that match because while he's getting his ass kicked, he was laughing, and I thought that was fucking sweet. Like what a fucking yeah. Like all right, come on. Like, yeah, you fucking got me. Let's go. Did Captain yeah. America, I could do this all day type deal. Yeah, and, like, I thought that was fucking sweet because at that point, nobody had done that with Lesnar. Lesnar just run through guys because he had squashed, I think, seen at the SummerSlam before, mm-hmm. and he just run through guys, and he was having that Lesnar match. But nobody had just, like, laughed and took the beating. And I thought it was a real... That's why I was like, oh, he fucking gets it. Like, he fucking gets it. And yet, at this last Mania, he didn't get it anymore. 
Like he did. And I don't even know if that's so much him or if it's the fucking uh, booking okay. of it. You know, like it's kind of like you kind of just have to go with it. Uh, as we said, we've kind of uh, we'll beat this dead horse into yeah, the ground we until we next week going. when they do something else. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll let's bring talk- it all up again. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sami Zayn cut a promo. Uh, Smith, you're a huge Sami Zayn, Mark. All right, you I love am. you love the man, uh, as as we all should. Like it's not like he sucks. He doesn't suck in the ring. Normally, he doesn't suck on promos. Uh, what in the fuck happened with this promo, man? Where it, it kind of went the, the way of the Alexa Bliss. This is your life, Bailey. Yeah. So the way I looked at that promo was like I cringed while watching it, and it was like I think they just tried to give Sami Zayn too much to work with with that boring ass Bobby Lashley promo, and he just tried too much. Yeah, and was tried too much too hard, and it was it just did not work uh, at all. It and, did not work. You know, I love the gimmick where he's pulling out the glasses to read stuff and things like that, and he's like, "Oh, I'll have Bobby Lashley's oh, sisters on next week." Also, and also, also the corny vertigo thing is like that's tickle butt, as Joe would say. Ugh, I guess. I've contracted the first official case of Vertigo that could not allow me not to compete in the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, sure. It, it was the, the, the promo by itself just, Credit it work. stunk up the fucking show. You know, it took a lot of air out of Raw. I think the only thing worth Raw that I really liked was the Owens-Rollins uh, match. I would say that was uh, really good. Uh, man. Can we can we put that over a little more? Uh, uh, yeah, we're about to, yeah. Uh, but continue with Sami Zayn. What were you? Th- what were your thoughts with that? Was happening? The same thing? No, the same thing. It was terrible. Uh, but I've never been a huge Sami Zayn uh, mark like you guys. Anyways, I've always thought he's a really good hand in the ring. But as a character, I've always thought uh, I just I don't get behind him. I mean, Z, it's not Z. Uh, Smitty is the one that will say, "Oh, you know, he should have had you know maybe a main event run." And we're no, all- I didn't say mid. I said mid card. I never said a main event run. You did say main event before. Yeah, We've did. argued it. Yeah, because we were all like, no, we he's a mid-card. He doesn't even deserve the title, but he can have a run with it. But he is a definite mid-card guy who is really good at that stage. There was a, there he's was a, a point great, where— He's a great in-ring yeah, hand. Like, I think yeah. one of the best—I would say one of the top five maybe workers in the entire company in the ring. Uh, just as a character, man, he's fucking vanilla. Like, he's just— not only he he's just goofy. looks vanilla. He's like he goofy. walks out. I mean, he's vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> His literal color is fucking white as shit. He's not really in shape, you know. He he's, you know, I don't yeah. know. No, like, I get it. He just looks vanilla. Like to me, you could never be like, this is the star I want to put in front of my company because, you know, you would never like my like my brothers who are no longer wrestling fans would never watch with him as a top of the card. They they would be like they'd be like this guy's your fucking champ. They'd be like no fucking way. <laughs> nah, no, he's not. Not my chance. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, no fucking way. <laughs> and and like champion. Sammy's gear is like shitty too, which is weird. Like his gear is shit. Like his fucking tights look like shit. If you look at everybody's gear on TV, like his looks the most like rudimentary. Yeah, it just and I get like he wanted it to kinda of, but it looks like shit. Like it does not look good. It does never it his gear never comes across like like I always think of like you want it gear to either match your gimmick, okay? Or you want it to fucking Over uh, the top. pop out. Yeah. And, and be TV ready, as we call. You know, you want that fucking Macho Man Flamingo gear where it just that fucking Brizango. pops. Whereas, like, Sammy's entire look just generic. looks like a fucking, yeah, ge- <laughs> he looks generic, which well, is ironic. But then, once again, that goes back to his I, old <laughs> I know, but but, it, but it's like it really does look generic, and it looks, he looks... Uh, generic. He looks like an AWA jobber from back in the day who happens to be really good in the ring. <laughs> And I I like Sammy like I I think he has a role there I just I don't know man like keep him off the mic because he's either 
not good like he was this week, or he's just annoying. Like that's his gimmick. Like he's an annoying guy. But I think that's what it's with the I think that's his, supposed to be his whole heel persona. He's just supposed to annoy that annoying pesky Sure, but it's not annoying enough to like make me care about him. It's more like you just want to see him get punched uh, in the face. No, I don't. I, I, I just go, I don't want to watch you talk. <laughs> I just want you off my screen. Or I want to watch you wrestle. Like, just give me a match. Put him in fucking Seth Rollins in a match. Fucking let me see that. I think, oh, we'll see I it. I think, we're, I think we're actually going to see that next week. You know, but like, like that would be fucking. But don't have him talk. Like, don't have Seth talk either. Like, fucking just have him wrestle. Like, stick to what they're good at, man. Right. Easily. Uh, and into what we were talking about. Uh, IC title match, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, you want to put that over Orlando? Go for it, man. Yeah. Well, I, the match was really good, but I just want to put over, you know, Rollins as the IC champ, man. What a good run he's fucking having so far. Mm-hmm. And I love the open challenge thing. Like, this has been the open challenge idea that they've done a few times now over the last couple of years. I think it started with Cena doing it with yeah. the U.S. title. Uh, every single time they've done that, that has overwhelmed every single time. Like, every single time they've done an open challenge where it's just stuck in, like, this is about wrestling only. Mm-hmm. It's been like one of the highlights of their shows weekly. Like whatever whatever wrestler was doing that, like it, it always seems to be like that's like the best segment of that show. Right. So it shows to me it's like, well then wrestling's what's getting over. So maybe, I don't know, less stupid ass promos, more wrestling. Maybe. <laughs> Call me crazy. What's the second W in uh, WWE supposedly stand for besides walking with Elias? Oh, I was gonna say walking with Elias. <laughs> yeah, I was like with. Besides <laughs> what the company when you call it the company it's WWE, what's that second W where it was supposed to stand for? What? Oh. What entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. I just it that was really good though. And Seth, again, I'm not the biggest Seth Rollins fan. Is a great IC champion. I really like him in this role. I really think. Uh, after this little U.S. or the IC title open challenge runs out, I think him and Zayn would be a perfect feud. I think they would have amazing matches. I think him and Finn's going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I think him and Zayn, throw Zayn in that picture with them, I think that would be really a good role for him. And as long as they stay away from the microphone, okay, because when they start to cut promos, I immediately lose interest in both those guys, uh, then I think they're good. you know. And I th- and that's, that goes on to booking. It's like you got to know what people's strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. So, anyways, great fucking match. Uh, I love what they're doing right now with that. I love that they're just making it about wrestling. Like, good for fucking them. Finally doing something. Yeah. It's the, it was the highlight of Raw. Like, literally. Yeah. It was what, last week, too. Yeah. What did you think of the match, man? It's me. I, I loved it. And honestly, when I saw Kevin Owens come out, I'm like, oh, oh shit. I, I knew I was in for something. Because mm-hmm. I know how the, both, I've seen, seen both these guys work for years, and I've seen them work with each other at certain points. And... As a, I think it was just the first time that no, it's not. This is like what the second or third time they've probably been in the ring together in WWE. Possibly, I, I don't know. And yeah. this is probably the best match they've had with each other that I've in in my recent memory. Yeah, you know, uh, similar to what both of you have said, um, and mainly to Orlando's point, Seth Rollins. You know, we've always said that, and it's been kind of an unwritten rule that the IC title is the workhorse title. And right now, Seth Rollins is putting on amazing match after amazing match after amazing match after amazing match consistently. And it takes a lot for someone to do that, especially in the WWE style. Commentators even said called it the workhorse title uh, on Monday. T- is it, they call the Intercontinental the workhorse title, and Seth Rollins is a true workhorse. It, and it's it's just crazy to me that the man doesn't – It's. 
I agree. When he gives a promo, I'm just kind of like, all right, cool, whatever. But when he's in that ring, the way things are done, it is just, it is literally a work of art. The dude can go. Right. And, he and why goes, not just let him do that? Yeah. And he, when he goes, it's just, it, it, you're just enamored. You watch it, that part, you know. And especially I was, with the right opponent. Like, I want to put him in there with Sting again because I don't think he did well with Sting. But well, at I, the same time, I don't think anyone could do well with Sting right bullshit. now. Bullshit. Bullshit. Really? You give me Sting, bro, I'll tear it up, bro. We'll do the simplest, most bullshit match ever, and the crowd would love it. He he was trying to do too much with Sting. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I... you know, I've got to work to a workhorse match with somebody who was... Right, prime. right. And it's like, you don't, you got to be you got to work smart. You know what I mean? Like, and I... So I don't think Seth always gets, like, like psychology and stuff. Like, I don't think he always does, like, the smartest match. Mm-hmm. But I, in competitive matches, dude, he's as good as anybody there. Like... Why not just book him like that? <laughs> right. Again, book to their fucking strengths, y'all. It's not fucking rocket science here. I, don't know, I think it is. But, but yeah, I love I love this run he's doing. I think it's great. And I think this is the perfect role for him. And they they put really good opponents in there with him so far. Uh next I want to talk about Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. That was a moment, you know, uh at the beginning of that match, uh when Ziggler tagged in um, Drew and Drew was like, I want Braun. Even everyone was like, What? He said he wants who, who? No one says that. And of course, he got out of the ring like the, you know, a normal heel should. But man, when they were circling, I was like, Holy shit, Drew is tall. You know, like, yeah, I just always been a big Yeah, boy. but I, but it, I never, I've always known he's been tall. I, but it was, that was a moment where when you're standing next to a guy that they have pushed as a monster, where even Roman's not that tall, you know, you're just like, Oh, fuck, Drew McIntyre. And right then, I was like, Yeah, book these two. I would love to see a great match between these two, you know, see how, how that would play off. And Drew would be the ring that would be the vet in that one. Oh, easily. And I think I think they could have a, a pretty good match. Um It'd be a hard hitting, like physical physical match. Oh yeah, easily. What when that all went down, Smitty, and including the match and everything like that, were you was that a moment where you're like, Oh yeah, I want to see these two? Or were you just like cool? I I said no, that's the next for you. That's gonna that's gonna keep Braun away from whatever, and it, it's gonna be the next, his next feud, and it'll be keep me enamored with both those characters. I don't want it to be a next feud. I want that. To, I want that to be something down the line, down down the line. But no, they're gonna do it to keep Braun away from the main event. Well, he's already in the main. He's already in the Money in the Bank the Bank ladder match. But you get what I'm saying. I don't think he's gonna win that match. Well, yeah, but, n- none of us said that. Well, it's like, like his <laughs> no, his next feud after this Money in the Bank match is over is going to be Drew McIntyre to keep him away from like whatever like main event title or whatever. You're right over there, Orlando? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> get my logic. I just I'm not getting my words. Yeah, those things normally go hand in hand, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Uh B team. Orlando. Funny, good. Uh, I would like to see them not be cheesy, but if cheesy was going to get them over for now, then sure. It's me. Cheesy got Rhino and Slater over. I know, dude. He got a lot of people over. That's why I just get annoyed with that. That's the only thing that gets people over. But, like, whatever, whatever, everything you've done with these guys, that's all they got left is cheese, even though they're both great ring hands. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Stop making me hungry, boys. It was good, though. <laughs> Um, 
what do you guys think about this whole playing the Stephanie McMahon card thing for Kevin Owens? Like, I was kind of, I got it for getting them on Raw, but to consistently use it, I feel like is back to the whole undermining your general manager thing. Like, you know. Not just that. Uh, didn't he just beat up your dad? Yeah. And then feud with your, and beat up your, so he's beat up half your family. But yeah, you know, he's cool. Yeah. yeah he's a good guy. Yeah, I like him. I think this is all going to lead to Owens and Angle at SummerSlam. I, I'm, it's fine. Uh, I'm tired of seeing Stephanie as, uh, anything on TV. I just, I don't like her as a, what is she, the commissioner, technically? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate that role for her. Like, the authority lost. They should be gone. It's like. But usually the authority is gone for what? Three, four, They need three to get rid of the months. authority angle. Like, the authority figure needs to be gone. It needs to be a Jack Tunney role, where occasionally you see him in, like, a segment where they have to make a ruling on something. Like, the authority figure role is dead. Jack fucking Tunney. Right, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the fucking role we need. For, the authority figure is a heel. We've seen that for 20-something years straight now. Seriously, 20 years straight, we've had a heel authority figure on one of the shows. That That is fucking way too long to run the same fucking gimmick. Yeah, the way Regal's doing they have Regal doing it in NXT is spot on. Yeah, Jack Tunney. Yeah. <laughs> that That's yeah. what it should be. Like, occasionally makes an announcement, occasionally it makes a ruling. Hand, it shit gets out of right. hand. Like, Other than it, that, you don't see the this. motherfucker. You know, like, like get the fuck out of here. They have an announcement. Yeah, cool. Actually, he's kind of new. And like when it, like you, you'll see people running at uh, Regal's office on NXT. And this usually just okay. If you want this, you got to do this. Or okay, you got it. Yeah, he's a new. He's more of a neutral GM. He's not really heel. He's not face. What well, what he was just saying is the role that he's in. You know, what I mean, he's not taking or giving any heat. Like he's not. He's not there for that. That's not his role. And that role of a GM is the heel, uh, where we're supposed to dislike them because anybody in charge runs wrestling terribly and biasly like it's like just fuck off with that like get rid of we we saw this angle and it, nothing was ever as good as austin vince okay i think that's the reason they're so the, stuck on that angle right but that angle happened and it was fucking amazing but there's never been another heel authority figure that's even come close like just move on like stop fucking booking it right i don't i don't get it all right we've talked yeah. wow today's getting bitter for me <laughs> i fucking buried them all fucking show no nah, you still put over some people yeah, yeah, that's positive. You, you put over Kevin Owens and uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get, don't be, don't yeah, bury yourself. Yeah, I've been burying WWE this whole show, but I, I just, but it get... deserves it this week. It's deserved the last couple weeks. Yeah, man. there the hasn't last been, mark. dude. The WWE since, uh, uh, just uh, since Mania, just fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, everything that they put out since, yeah, I agree. Uh, SmackDown, uh, opened up with Daniel Bryan finally going off on Big Cass. You know, uh. <laughs> Smitty, happy about that. Uh, the yes. New Day defeated the Bar to earn one member of their team in the place for the Mutton's Money in the Bank ladder match. We ha- they have yet to decide that. Smitty, really happy about that. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas <laughs> made his SmackDown debut by beating a local uh, competitor, and then Zelina Vega cut a promo uh, similar to what Drew McIntyre has been cutting Pretty much. on uh, Raw. But at the same time, it, it took me, I don't know, way after the show to think about that. That's how good it was. Um, Carmella had a Royal Melibration uh, where Paige comes out and says that she has a opponent for uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion, which is Asuka. And we're going to go back to Raw in a second. 
um, after we talk about this. Uh, Becky Lynch then defeated Mandy Rose and Sony Deville in a Women's Money in the Bank qualifying match. So Becky Lynch is now in the third Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, third. Uh, which they even announced on SmackDown. And then Shinsuke Nakamura defeated AJ Styles for the right to pick the stipulation for the WWE title match at Money in the Bank. I just like the way that match ended. Finally. Took a minute. Back to Raw. Real quick. Um, There was a NBC Universal thing going on in New York uh, the same day that Raw was in London. And Ronda Rousey was being interviewed, and she said, you know, she had great examples on how to handle things. Charlotte Flair came over there and she was like, yeah, this is one of my examples. And then Naya came over and said, you know, that's great that you're doing that, but can you do this? And she held up the Raw Women's Championship because uh, every one of them has always taken the Raw their titles on a red carpet randomly. And she goes, what do you, th- what are you talk about? She goes, well, I'm giving you a chance to fight for the Raw Women's title at Money in the Bank. Ronda Rousey put over everyone else that I don't think I deserve this. I've only had one match uh, and you, other people should have it. And Nia goes, well, I'm not challenging them. I'm challenging you. So Ronda accepted because Charlotte Flair in the background was going, do it. She fucking do it. So she did it. Um, We'll start with Orlando. How do you feel about Ronda Rousey after one match going for the Raw Women's title? No. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's it's burnout. You're gonna burn her out so quick. It's like you have something special with her. Just be patient. Like you can make every match she's in money, mm-hmm. but if you give her that belt already, then what else does she have left to do? Yeah, she's accomplished everything. She already beat Stephanie. Now she's gonna win the title. What? Okay, bye, Smitty. I'm out, bitches. Okay, your okay. mama. I mean, that's fine. She maybe. I don't know. She's maybe, maybe she convert it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mitty. <laughs> Thanks for leaving us with that Mikey's mom lesbian joke. <laughs> and on that note, Smitty's out. <laughs> Sonya Deville, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> she's fucking Seth Ed's girlfriend. Cool. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you feel like they're going to burn her out real fast with this. Yeah, I think it's a mistake to put her in there so soon. Um, I don't I just don't. I don't get anything they do. And I, I like that they made her humble in saying that she doesn't right. deserve it yet. And I think that was almost like safe face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, so what What happens when she faces Nia? Is she going to beat Nia? It, it sounds like that. That's... Or she's about to beat Nia and something happens, I think would be the best way to hold her off. Possibly. And then her and Nia have to, you know, maybe team up for a few months. You know what I mean? To face, both, yeah. They have to face whoever, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It just... You booked yourself into a corner with that one, and it just didn't need to happen. Right. I, I just, I don't think uh, that need to happen at all. Do you think it's a, a push to where, shit, we're losing audience members? We need to have something? Well, I think it's, you know, playoff season, you know, with, uh, I forget where's hockey at right now. But, yeah, same. And, and basketball. Uh, plus, you got baseball just picking up still, so. I mean, it's it's a, they always lose ratings around this time of year, but I I just think you need to save Rousey. Rousey's special, okay? Mm-hmm. Like she's Lesnar special. Like yeah. the, that is a real special draw you have. Don't throw her in some random fucking bullshit match and Money in the Bank and, and booked in an angle where it's like you're not gonna get much out of this. Mm-hmm. Like if she wins, then what's left for her to do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just beat a few girls and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. I just. 
I don't get I don't get the booking. Well, I don't get it. What would you rather see her do right now then? I again I would keep her off of all these little small I would keep her like Lesnar, dude. Like she's not showing she's not wrestling till SummerSlam if it's me. Right. Like like I'll have her fucking show up here or there, you know, just to, you know, say face, like make it seem like she's still trained to become, you know, and just, you know, keep putting out updates, updates, updates mm-hmm. so that way she's still relevant. And next thing you know, fucking when she shows up it's gonna mean something. Yeah, but don't you think that that's kind of like already the people are sick of the Lesnar shit with that. But 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 Lesnar's the champion. That's why. If Lesnar wasn't the champion and he was just showing up every fucking four months mm-hmm. to have a special match with somebody, you'd be cool. Like when he was doing that shit with Undertaker, nobody seemed to care. Right. It's only because he's the champion that fucking people care. Because you're like, well, we need the fucking title, but we don't have it because he's not here. Right. I think. When Lesnar was just showing up, having a match here and there, I think it was fine. I think it was good because it was still like, okay, cool. Because remember how hot those fucking segments with him and Taker were when they were setting up their matches? Yeah. And so th- I just think it's the fact that he's a champ. I think you could have done the same thing with Rousey, but I would have booked it in a more babyface way where it's like you're showing updates of her improving, you know what I mean? And maybe mm-hmm. you make an announcement that she's going to be on some house show or maybe finally, you know, a couple weeks before SummerSlam, she's going to have her first match on Raw. Like, and that would be like a big fucking deal. Whereas now you're just giving this away and it's like, man, you have something special. She's, the to me, the most over-female athlete the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, maybe you could argue one of the, you know, the Williams sisters in tennis, but really the most over-female, com- like, uh, what is the word, combat athlete mm-hmm. that I I think I've ever seen. I, I would even say she's bigger than the Williams sisters, Serena. Yeah, yeah just, for sure. just that, you know, it's just crazy to me that you're going to waste that by at a money in the bank fucking match that with very little build that really doesn't make a lot of sense logically mm-hmm. just so that way you can be like oh let's get Rousey on well, I mean they do have four more weeks to build this you know it's it's not like it's a situation where like they've had before where oh we have two weeks until a pay-per-view we better throw something together you know there's a four week four week spot it's June 17th that this match is you know even today is May 16th you got a month you know so there can be some build but I still agree with you I don't think that she needs to be in the title match yet for the simple fact that you know similar to what you're saying it is too soon I and like you said they say face with it but it doesn't change the fact that she's right she said one match why is she the one going up for the title you have a bunch of other women on raw Sasha Bailey all you know all these women that could have had some sort of title match with Nia. And granted, you know, we've seen a lot of it. You know, we've seen Nia versus a lot of these people. But a lot, uh, Nia versus Alexa, you know, we had our critiques of that match, how strong Alexa looked in it. But it doesn't change the fact that there are still so many women that could be in this. You know, the entire Riot Squad, they're heels. Nia's a face. You can do something with that. You can bring Sasha in, you know, you could have turned Sasha fucking heel for Mania. You know, or Bailey heel for Mania to have something go with this. Right. And my, my issue is not even just the quick trigger p- booking, which it is. But it's like what you're doing is you're making Rana just another one of the girls. Yeah. And that's a mis- a giant mistake in mm-hmm. my eyes. Like she that. is a star and you don't have a lot of stars. You have a lot of talent. You don't have a lot of stars. She is a fucking star. And in my knowledge, it's the first real outside female star they've ever had that I can think of. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so I just, I don't, uh, I don't think you waste that. And I, this to me seems like, Hey, she's just one of the girls now. Look. And I feel like that's, that's a fucking giant mistake booking giant. And it, it doesn't matter if the build's good. It doesn't even matter if the match is good, whatever the outcome is. I just think it's a waste to, to, to use her 
yeah, it's too soon, but yeah, it's just also it's like it's a waste to make her seem like she's just a regular part of that. The she's not. Yeah, okay, she's I don't not. care. I agree with you, hundred percent. I get it. She's green, and you know she's still new to pro wrestling, but she is a fucking legitimate star, and you do not have a lot of those. So I don't know. I think it's a mistake. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, back on the SmackDown, New Day uh, defeating the Bar for one of their team mem- place team members to go into Money in the Bank. Uh, I think you and I are on the exact same page with this. It's time for a Big E push solo wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but are they going to do this? Do you think they should do this in a turn Big E from New Day or keep Big E with New Day and have you know that kind of push? I think it works either way. Um, but I, I think it's time. If you if you were ever going to, it, you have to do it now or relatively soon. Uh, it's just the New Day thing has run its course to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear them talk about pancakes and shit anymore. I, they're fun. They're silly. It's like you've done everything you can with them. Let's do something new. And I think Big E to me is the guy that has main event potential because he can talk. Um, I think he's not that the other two can't. I just think he's at a little more natural charisma than mm-hmm. them. Plus, he's fucking huge. Yeah. You know, he's believable. He could beat anybody. You'd believe that. Um, and that, that matters. People mm-hmm. think it doesn't in today's world of wrestling, but it matters to, to the outside perspective. Like I said, when my brothers watch, they don't want to watch fucking Sami Zayn at the top of the car. Right. They would have a hard time understanding that. Um, whereas you see Big E, you go, okay. Yeah. You know, do. and I, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger. I don't. Um, I just, I just don't have enough faith. Right. And them to do that. Right. Uh, and I'm not even going to pick it when we do our voting yeah. because of that. But to me, it would be the best surprise of the night would be to have Big E win that fucking thing. Right. And then and then you could go either way with it. You could have him run with the fucking New Day for a while until it's time. You could have him turn heel on them because now he's fucking, you know, it's time for him to do his fucking soul. You could do it either way. I think it works just the same. Right. I just... I don't think they're going to do that, but I would love to right. see that happen. I think I think it would be a really, especially on SmackDown, where you can kind of get away with pushing anybody. Fucking why not Biggie? Right. Playing devil's advocate, I have to admit that I wouldn't mind seeing Xavier Woods go into it because I, I look, I like Xavier. I think that if obviously of the three, I do, I agree with you. I think Biggie is the one to go. But if it had to be someone else, I wouldn't want to see Kofi. They've already put Kofi in a, in a single stuff, and they've just taken it away. Great stuff that he does in this tag team, uh, in this team, this stable. But I, I've seen they've put Xavier Woods in singles matches the last two weeks. You know, and he looked good. You know, it's not like these were bad, badly wrestled matches. He's a very strong talent in the ring, very strong talent on the microphone. I agree one hundred percent that he is not your main event guy. You know, it's not that look, but it's a, you could always get a good mid card run out of him. With Xavier Woods, you have somebody that is established in different mediums as well. You know, with his up, up, down, down YouTube channel, with all of the stuff in gaming that he is going. So it's a good ambassador type role. Granted, if you put him in the match, that's fine. There's no fucking way I would give him the win. You know, as like you said, you could see him giving it to Big E because it's a main event title run, uh, the big title run. But not Xavier. He would literally just be a piece of the money in the bank puzzle. But I think good enough to have decent spots in the match to where it's mm-hmm. possible that you could see a decent mid-card run later for him as a single Sure, wrestler. and I, I think that even applies to Kofi as well. I don't think Kofi is a main event guy, but I think 
mid-card title run anywhere, I think he'd fit just fine. I, and I, I think, again, I just think the New Day thing has run its course. They've been together long. I feel like they've done everything they can do. I just don't know how much is left for the New Day. Mm-hmm. Like, really, I, I, out of every team there, it's like they seem to have done everything they can do. Yeah. Unless it's like a heel turn or something. complete. They throw away all the pancakes. I don't fucking know. Right. As a babyface team, they've done everything they can do. Like it's over. Like that run is over. Like no matter what you want to do with it now, it's over. So, final thing to talk about: um, Shinsuke versus AJ. I will. Fu- I going into this match, I was like, God damn it, really again? Like we got to see this. this is now the third fucking time we're going to watch this, and it's to find out what the stipulation is going to be. The fourth time they fucking do this, like they cup on a pole. Match. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. I think even AJ was like, I'll put a pole on a pole match, or whatever you want to see. You know, it, good promo that he cut in the back. Even uh, Shinsuke, I can't even say that that his was a bad promo where he was like, "Certainty." You're talking about chance, and you know, this is certainty. It's certainty that I'm going to win, and he won. You know, with a a move straight out of the Eddie fucking Guerrero playbook. You know, referee's back was turned because AJ almost hit him with a phenomenal forearm. Ref turns around, Shinsuke straight up goes selling the fucking dick shot, which is something that has played heavily into this. Uh, rivalry that's going on right now and ref while looking confused AJ then gets hit by Shinsuke d- does the uh, the inverted uh, fuck why can't I think of the name of it suplex mm-hmm. you know and then hits the Kinshasa on him def- giving him the definitive one two three to where Shinsuke has the choice of the stipulation what did you think about I, I will say personally I did not think this match was going to be anything because the last two matches, three matches, two. They've been underwhelming. Um, yeah, you're right. This is four going into five. I'm sorry because it was Mania, Greatest Royal Rumble, Backlash, this. So yeah. all fucking three of those matches had been underwhelming, which is surprising because the first one shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they booked the Backlash one, totally understand why it was underwhelming. Greatest Royal Rumble, again, the count out outside, it, ridiculous. Um, this one ended pretty well. I like this match. Yeah, I thought- well, I like that they used the low blow since they've built. I still think there needs to be a payoff with the low blow in the final match. Yeah. Uh, Babyface needs to get over with some type of low blow. Uh, but unfortunately, that means Shin- uh, Nakamura wouldn't win, um, mm-hmm. which is fine because then it could be Joe and AJ. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know, there needs to be some type of payoff there. If you built up these low blows so much, which I was excited to see that uh, that they did a little payoff or they used it again because I was like, at this point, you've done it so fucking much that if it's not a part of this fucking story, which is ridiculous that you've built in low blows as part of your fucking right. story, uh, then you're making a mistake as a worker. But they were obviously smart enough to add it. They're very good. Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, I like the match. Uh, I still am not excited to see another one. Mm-hmm. But again, the low blow has to come into play. So I don't know what the stipulation is. Because they've already had the no DQ match right. where they ended in a double count out. Which is, uh, you know, it was funny. Uh, I was talking with Walt. Or the double D where it just ended, right? Yeah, they fell. They they couldn't get up. They couldn't yeah. keep going. Uh, is If it's a no disqualification, how do you get someone out of the match with a count out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm trying to think about it. Uh, it's weird because 
you know, a lot of the matches are the same, but they mm-hmm. call them different things like no holds barred, falls count anywhere, no DQ. It's essentially all a hardcore. It's all essentially the same rules. Right. So, like, I guess they could argue, and again, this would be from their point of view, that no DQ just simply meant there's going to be no disqualification, not that there's no count outs. So, I mean, they could argue that. I, I still think it's illogical. I think they should just have done a ref stoppage. You know what I mean? Yeah, opposed to, count to ten. Yeah, I think that would have made more sense. Still, would have had the same response from the crowd, but it it would have made more logical sense than right. it that way. Um. So as far as this match on SmackDown, then, and obviously, like we said, we're nowhere near excited to see number five. Mm. Um. Even though this match had much better quality to it than the other one, is there any saving grace? What stipulation? could knock a more a pick that would make you even say, all right, cool, maybe there's a good payoff with this now. I really think they have to think outside the box here. I think you can go big with like a Hell in the Cell or something, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I think on a Money in the Bank pay-per-view, they're not going to do that. Right. So I think they need to think of like almost like a silly gimmick that favors him somehow. And I think that's the way that they're going to play into it, is what I, I would think. So I don't know exactly what, but it's got to be something that favors Shinsuke. You know, I don't know... I'd have to sit around and like really ponder ideas for him. But I don't mean like a regular gimmick match. Like it can't be suddenly a cage match or a fucking, you know, a tables match. It's not going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a silly gimmick. Like a fucking, you know, I don't fucking know. Something. Something. They already have the two ladder matches right. uh, for the men's money in the bank and the women's money in the bank. So obviously it would be stupid to involve anything with a ladder. But WWE does stupid really right. well. Maybe maybe it's like one of those, and I don't want it to be this, but I think it'll be something along the lines like if AJ gets DQ'd, he loses the belt. Like that'll be the stipulation. Something I really think it's gonna be like a dumber, like a silly esque stipulation to mm-hmm. favor Shinsuke, or some specific rule to favor him. I think that'll be the stipulation. I really don't think it's gonna be like a typical. I don't think it's gonna be like a submission match or a first blood or right. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, like that that's going to be the the payoff. I think it's going to be something kind of, you know, not a little outside the box. You know, I was I was trying to think of it and I'm like you already had your no DQ match, you know, that ended in a count. You had the two regular matches. <clears throat> you know, uh the low blow is the focal fucking point of this goddamn rivalry. Um and I I was just like what could they do to where uh, you know, something like, and I was literally stuck, dude. I was right. trying maybe, to think. Maybe forearms are banned or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really think it's going to be something silly like that. Like, because well, that way, you know, it takes away his finishes. Yeah. You know. Oh, we'll find out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us here on Breaking Down the Ring. You can follow us on all of our social media. Just go at BDRCast and any one of the social medias that you have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, you know, at BDRcast will bring up all of our videos as well. Uh, make sure you're follow, following us on all of our social media with that. And again, if you're listening live, thank you so much. You can listen on the podcast if you missed anything. Just go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or any of your uh, podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can subscribe and listen to Breaking Down the Ring weekly. Uh, again, this weekend, May 19th and 20th, we will be at the Motor City Comic Con in Novi. Uh, our show is going to be going live at 2 p.m. 
on Saturday the 19th and on Sunday the 20th we'll be going live at noon. Uh, you can come see us. Uh, Orlando Christopher will be there. You can get yourself some appearances and everything from him because, look, man, he's a, he's a local indie wrestling legend right now <laughs> here in Michigan. Um, one point I was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the tough guy, the guy. Right. Um, yeah, so you come see us for that. Uh, also at the Evolve 105 show, uh, May 20th, Sunday night, out in Livonia. Get yourself a tickets at ticketfly.com. That's T-I-C-K-E-T-F-L-Y.com. Evolve 105, you type into the search bar, and the event will come up. You click that. You use the code Orlando. That's O-R-L-A-N-D-O, one word. Uh, you will save 10% on your tickets and the money will go to our own Orlando Christopher, him and Nate Matson. Uh, tell him again about your match, brother. Yeah. So I'll be, uh, in a tag match versus the end, uh, Pero and, uh, Drennan, I believe I said, hopefully I got his name right <laughs> at Evolve. It's my Evolve debut. Uh, it's right here, Metro Detroit area, Livonia, Michigan at the Knights of Columbus, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to, uh, getting in there. We are up to the actual show because at first I think we were just on like what they call the prelims, the pre-show. Mm-hmm. They put us, they, I think, you know, they saw ticket sales and, uh, I think they decided to put us on the actual show, which was like cool because yeah. that means fans are like, Hey, our guys are on the show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fucking go. Uh, including, you know, you guys and stuff. So, <laughs> so I think you guys helped push it to the main show, so I appreciate that. Also, I, I did want to mention before I forget, uh, Friday I'll be in Toronto for Super Kicked in a ladder match. King of the Six. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and we're doing a Key of the City match, which is what I won last year. So uh, the match is pretty much stacked in the Cure's favor because there's, like, mostly Cure members in the match. So mm-hmm. I really think the odds are we're going to win. Uh, but, you know, we never know who books this thing <laughs> yeah this was uh the match that was really cool last year if you guys want to check out super kicked uh, yeah i'll probably post a video tomorrow on throwback thursday of me winning it hey yo uh super kicked is the promotion s-u-p-e-r uh k-i-c-k-d uh there's no e it's not ed so super kicked uh no e one of the hottest promotions in uh canada uh you guys could check that out and uh like we were saying he's probably going to get a video posted up but to discuss the key to the city match last year uh basically you climb a ladder you pull the key down you win the match and similar it's, it's to similar anything. money in the bank yep uh orlando uh had cut the string that it was yeah. on and pulled the entire key over to him while he was in the rafters. Yeah, uh, got, everyone thought I was out. Like, yeah. I, you know, I had taken a bump and everyone thought I was dead. And next thing you know, this guy's about to win. And then I kind of stole the victory from him, which great was awesome. fucking finish to a match. I literally, uh, it was blew me away yeah, last year because I was like, finish. wow, that's something that I don't even think I've seen before. Yeah, it was a great finish. So uh, make sure you guys check that out if you're in uh, the Toronto area. Even if you're not, man, just pull your passport out. Yeah. Go fucking go to Toronto. And it it really wrestling. is one of the cooler indie shows you ever be, go to. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of drinking. <laughs> or, you know, it's it's at a real uh, venue, and it's it's really fucking uh, just a cool fucking venue to be at. It's a cool experience whether you're a wrestling fan or not. I find that a lot of people that go to these shows are not wrestling fans. So they're not coming in as like, oh, I want to see pro wrestling. It just became like a cool hip thing to go to mm-hmm. so it's like a lot of people that go are not wrestling fans so it's really interesting that's awesome uh so yeah so friday uh may 18th you can see orlando christopher out in toronto for super kicked uh may 19th you can see him at motor city comic-con uh may 20th you can also hopefully see him at motor city comic-con we haven't confirmed that with him yet but you definitely will see him at the evolve wrestling event in livonia yes, sir. and again ticketfly.com t-i-c-k-e-t-f-l-y.com use a quarter co- 
code Orlando and save yourself 10% off of it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you are listening on our podcast and you want to listen live, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Every Wednesday evening, you can listen on podcastdetroit.com. Download the Podcast Detroit app in your Google Play or iOS app store. We are your ring crew. Orlando the champ. (laughs) And me, the almighty one. For Smitty, for Joe, for Z. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we are out.